Hey everybody, welcome to Conversations with Strangers. You, this is Jordan. We got our host, Micah Lockman, over here. And then uh, we got Evan on the line. So we're excited about our conversation today with a stranger. And uh, kick it off, Micah. Kick it off me? <laughs> well, I, I just kicked it off, so now it's your turn. <laughs> you probably should have said kick it off, Evan. Oh, Evan, take take us where you want to lead us. I'm just kidding. Oh, man. That's a, uh, that's a hot seat. <laughs> I'm just messing around. So, yeah, we got I – uh, I hope you didn't already say this, but we got Evan on the line, and he came on to talk about um, weed and <laughs> a horror coloring book. I think this is definitely probably our, our worst start ever. But So, yeah, Evan, can you tell us a little bit about, about yourself? Yeah, man, that's that's how it goes with me. I'm it's just it's it's rubbing off on your show already. That's awesome. What's up, everybody? <laughs> I'm Evan. I used to do a podcast called The Bongloads and BS. That's on hiatus now, but it was about weed. I like to talk about weed. Uh, I like to know. I do know quite a bit about music, and I'm also working on a project called The Cursed Coloring Book, which we might talk about later. I don't know. Hello, thank you for having me on the show. I want to. I want to see it. I'm excited to see this thing. So awesome, man. Yeah. So, so about how much about how much weed do you smoke a day? Uh, um so i eat edibles and uh it's it's pretty bad i gotta trim down i'm up to about a thousand milligrams over the course of the day which ain't great but what are you gonna do i don't know i don't know how much that is like it sounds well, like a high number it, but... let's put it this way micah it's about 20 milligrams a day we'll get you messed up for normal for normal <laughs> and you said a thousand a day or a thousand yeah, a week a day Oh, wow. Okay. So you're just, you're kind of like Permastone then? I mean, you know, that's an interesting question. Um, I use weed to like, I was a, like a horrible drug addict for many, many, many years. Like the, the story everybody's got whenever they get a weed card, they use weed to get off hard drugs. And uh, so because of that, I can't really have stimulants for ADHD. So I use this to be able to focus. So like, I did, this is like a thousand milligram box of the damn things. Um, I eat that and it helps me like focus on what I'm doing. I, I probably do. I've got that like stoner draw when I talk, but I'm like, a pretty high functioning individual. I just use weed to keep my head straight and a lot of it, sadly. So you're like a, you're like a, the Seth, you're like a Seth Rogan. Maybe not on that level, but that's, you know, I could aspire <laughs> to that. Sure. Yeah. So compared to Seth Rogan about how much weed do you smoke or, or, or ingest or eat or whatever. I mean, if he's true to the rep, I would say, you know, he smokes probably on a level what I eat. It's kind of a weird conversion, but like stoned all day, you know, like you said, yeah. And most people, I feel like, will say they like smoked cigarettes yeah. instead of to be sober. Right. But with you, it's, it's weed. I don't know. Weed, weed's probably a pretty normal thing now too. Right. But yeah, it's uh, I mean, I smoke too many cigarettes too, but yeah, weeds like Oklahoma makes it easy because they have really high dosage edibles and it's kind of a kind of super libertarian state, which is weird because it was also the near beer state for a long time. So like in that regard, you, uh, you know, like there aren't many states, even legal states, that you can go and buy like that high dose of an edible, so it works out. Is it one? Would you say it's one of the more like actually like lenient states on weed? I would say, in terms of drug policy, it's actually extremely fair in a lot of ways that you might not expect. Um, weed, yeah, you can as long as you're not being stupid and going on like federal park property and smoking big joints and stuff or drive smoking while you're driving around, they ain't going to mess with you. Um, if you get caught with other quantities of other drugs, um, as long as it's not like a dealing amount, it's never a felony. It's always a misdemeanor and it's set at like a hard fine. Even if like the 50th time you get caught with five Percocets in your pocket, 
you're not going to get a felony for it. There's stuff like that. Like it's a lot fairer to drug users than maybe some states that I've lived in. Even like, Cal have you lived in California? I've never lived in California. I would say that they're pretty damn permissive with the weed too, since they have rec and like, you know, you can, you can just buy it if you're over what, 18 or 21 there. Yeah. I know that. I, I don't know. Well, I don't know if you heard, but recently they just like, they just banned. It's a very weird, some, they've made some weird rules here, but they banned um, flavored. I don't even know if it's just flavored vape juice or just vape juice in general. But they've banned flavored vape juice. So the 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 vape store that I was going to just made it so you have to be like a private member or something, kind of like I guess kind of like a weed. Like I, maybe they're making right. like a weed type dispensary. And so I paid like fifteen dollars for the year. And then another place said we're just it's fine. Like we're just gonna like mix the two. Like we'll have like the the non flavored vape and then like the whatever it is, like the the flavor, and then we'll just mix it for you, and that's fine. So it's like they're still going to sell it. It's just for some reason they just wanted to make the law. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's they, they are coming down on like all kinds of vape stuff everywhere. It seems like it's rough because people get off like smoking regular cigarettes with that and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So what is your I'm assuming you're you're somebody who's for weed. What is your outlook on, I guess, you know, whether or not weed is good or bad? And then also, I'm just curious about weed compared to something like vaping smoking drinking xanax <laughs> that, I, <laughs> so my experience was more on the uh, like suboxone methamphetamine level but uh, i will say like in my experience and this is just me and i've got like uh, kind of a very permissive outlook on drug use in general even though i'm clean from everything but weed nowadays like i would put a weed you know addiction if you want to call it that on the level of a coffee addiction if you can manage your stuff um like right now, hmm. I do a lot of edibles all day. And, it, you know, the biggest problem is it costs me money, but it also lets me write and work and make money. So it's a trade off. And, you know, that's probably some addict mentality bullshit coming through now, too. But like weed has certainly not hurt me nearly as bad as other substances that I've been, you know, addicted to and used frequently in the past. Yeah. So. um, Yeah. So you so you said like meth or meth methamphetamine, that is meth, right? Methamphetamine. So you've used meth and what else have you, what else have you done? Oh man. Um, I mean, I was swilling codeine in high school. I come from a family. I like, you know, I've got it in my genes. I'll put it like that. Um, then just, I've been using stuff forever. I got a lot of experience with psychedelics, which I still kind of, those aren't really the same. Um, in terms of like addictive stuff, I've tried a little bit of everything. I really got addicted to like Vicodin and then some shit happened. I moved on to Suboxone and then I couldn't afford Suboxone. So I started using meth, which was a really stupid idea. Uh, I'm sorry for the language, by the way. And then, uh, no problem. And then, uh, yeah. Did that, you uh, did you even cuss? I don't even think. Did you cuss? I think I might have let an F slip. Oh, I thought you said. I thought I thought you were referring to the stupid. I was like, no, stupid's fine. No, any <laughs> anything's fine. Right on, right on. I couldn't remember if I heard one on that. I was listening to the Jordan Peterson episode just a minute ago, and I couldn't remember if I heard anything. I just don't want to, you know, step on toes. Shit, shit, fuck, cock balls. My <laughs> Wait, you were listening. Hey, come to on, you guys, you guys have always seen. You've all seen the Will Ferrell old school. Come on. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the Bleak One Eighty Two song. The shit, <laughs> cock, cock, no, no, the, the scene with Will Ferrell in old in old school where he's like cockball earmuff. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you said you were listening to Jordan Peterson. Are you talking about Joe on Joe Rogan or? What are you talking oh about? no, like I was listening to your episode about 
like it was on the podcast about, I believe it was one of you said, or am I totally on the wrong podcast? One of you said that you, yeah, it was you guys said that you worked with a law firm that talked about him or something, or am I totally off? No, it was, yeah, no, you're right. It was the other, Jordan wasn't on that one. So it was another guy. Oh, okay. My bad. It's it, the podcast is getting kind of confusing now because um, I'm adding like clips to it. You know, how people like upload clips onto YouTube. Mm. I'm uploading them like onto the podcast too, just so we like generate like more basically. <laughs> gotcha. Not even for more, but just because it's like, I want people to like be able to listen to the clips as opposed to like the full hour or two. So I think some people might be confused. Like who, like, who is he talking to now? But um, <laughs> so yeah, Jordan's my co-host and we will have like separate episodes where it's just us. And then we'll have some where it's um, we have guests on like you. Okay. And so yeah, to the audience and also to you, I'm, very tired. I just started a job. I'm not used to waking up at like 5 a.m. and I am now. So I feel like I'm high right now. I like literally feel like I'm like in in like a dream state or something. Yeah. So if, if, if I um if you if all I lose sudden, track. If you all of a sudden start sleeping, we'll just make sure to <laughs> wake you up. If I just like fall backwards in my chair, yeah. At the camera. So yeah, well, first of all, I wanted to ask you about okay, so compared to you okay, so yeah compared to vape so i'll just let you know up front i take xanax for you know anxiety reasons and stuff like that how bad would you say xanax is on compared to like i guess on a scale of one to ten of drugs man i'm very much uh like if you can manage your shit you can manage your shit drug i would say from my personal experience the only drug that I personally like think that I could not like trust myself to be on if I had an endless supply of it. In other words, I would be crazy and do crackpot things on it. If I had an endless supply would be meth. Like I feel like somebody who has an ongoing prescription for pain for back pain or like a Xanax prescription for anxiety that can manage their shit. Like that's what doesn't really need to be ranked. Like meth just scared the shit out of me. Cause it got me where few other drugs did. Like the, the second time I used that shit, I was like upset when it was gone and almost crying because I wanted more. What about heroin? Have you done heroin? I never shot it. I bumped it a few times. How was that? Mm, you know, good at the moment, bad long term. Bad long term in terms of like what, mean, were the, what were the after effects? There's definitely with, with, with heroin in particular, like at least with me, you can get like rages, like it does kind of the opposite. Instead of improving your mood, it just makes you want to fucking rage and yell. And then like, there's always like the suicide Tuesdays or whatever you want to call them. You just burned out a bunch of your happy chemicals. So then you're out of them. And like, you know, maybe you're just blue or maybe if it's something like speed, you, you crave it really bad. But like, there's always like a, a payoff for what you're doing to your brain. But you only did heroin a couple times times though right you said you bumped it a couple times so just from that a couple times it affected you like kind of like long term well i mean i was an opioid addict i was addicted to pain pills and kind of bumping it because i couldn't get pain pills which is a path a lot of people go down um and that so it was kind of you know at some level with those things it's kind of six of one half dozen of the other um a lot of people who do overdose and hurt themselves on those kind of drugs tend to do it because they take like a percocet or something with acetaminophen in it and it just bakes their liver but you know it's all kind of a wash. It was, that was all just during my period of general opioid addiction, I would say. Okay. And was the opioid addiction from like um, back pain or some kind of pain or anxiety or what was it? What was it for? Oh man. No, I was just a bad kid in high school and, you know, took pills that were in people's cabinets and liked them and kept doing it. So you're one of the, you're one of those guys who doesn't really have a reason. Like you don't have an excuse. You're not like, Oh, I'm, I'm fucked up. Like I have to, I have to take this shit to survive. <laughs> 
I'm I'm a maintenance user, but like a high end maintenance user. Like I don't necessarily like being fucked up. I like to just be able to focus on what I'm doing. But unfortunately, I can't be trusted with shit. And even with edibles, like I'll just keep popping them. So I gotta really pay attention. So like with harder drugs that are more addictive, I just can't have them. I can't have them in the house or anything. Yeah. Well, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just messing around. Like now you're obviously it seems like now you're doing a good job. But oh, I was you. just messing around about before but so, i mean i know a lot of people will like blame things on like people oh, like like well no no no. i'm not even i'm not i'm not even referring to you i was just making a joke but like homeless people and i don't even agree with this i don't agree with this sentiment but it's like they'll be like oh they're homeless because they're drug addicts and they chose to be on drugs and but like people don't realize oh like there's probably a reason why they're on the drugs in the first place um i think i think honestly there are gateway drugs like i i don't think that's a infallible or a fallible term i think that well no there for sure are gateway I, drugs yeah i think weed and stuff like that is is irrelevant um that's like alcohol alcohol is 100 times worse than marijuana but i mean you're putting basically poison in your body but um there are drugs especially methamphetamines and uh of course heroin uh some lsds I wouldn't I wouldn't really classify Molly as a maybe it could be a gateway drug because then you get into cocaine and then you get into so there there is some part of Molly uh that could be highly addictive. I just I don't know. I've everyone I've ever known that's done it is not really addicted to Molly. It's just kind of like a fun thing to do every like couple months on a weekend. Um but yeah, there's definitely gateway drugs, and I would say meth is probably the the heaviest one. I've never done it, so I have no idea, but I'm assuming. It's like at least to me, like it, you know, I I, I was trying to be smart about it, and like I would parachute tiny little bits and microdose it, and it felt similar to Adderall, except it fucking hits a lot harder, and you have as much as you want. So if you've done an Adderall, you got an idea. Yeah, have you done? Have you done um, any? serious drugs Jordan I don't even I don't even know if I know I have a feeling like you may have and I don't even know about it like Molly or something I am not or do you not want to talk about it I don't want to talk about that but uh no it's fine I I haven't done serious drugs we'll just put it that way Uh, Jordan Jordan's in a 10-year um sobriety as of today he he's uh he he was he was in the he, he just got his like AA token or whatever. No, not, not <laughs> no, I'm just but no, but seriously, like I've done a couple things once or twice in my life. Nothing like meth or anything like that. Um sh- like mushrooms and stuff like that. Like I don't really see it as being horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably gonna be legalized soon. Uh I've done that before in my life, but you know, there is a reason and, and what really concerns me this is something we should probably talk about at some point is um you know uh how they're how they're cutting it right with uh what, what do you call it federal fentanyl um that that is something we should probably spend a lot of time talking about but for me no i'm not a big drug user i'd prefer a good beer and maybe smoke every once in a while but yeah jordan's drug of choice is alcohol is it is a cold IPA? Probably. I mean, you know, most of my <laughs> my customer meetings and everything involves having a cocktail. But um, yeah, I would. I, I, I and that kind of, that is kind of funny because you're like categorizing where alcohol could 
literally kill you eat quickly um you can overdose on that you know and have alcohol poisoning immediately if you wanted to tonight um you know i think there's some drugs that are less addictive i think alcohol is very addictive i think coffee like you said evan is is very addictive Mm -hmm. um you know cocaine caffeine all the eans uh are definitely highly addictive I never got into Coke just because I've seen friends of mine blow a ton of money and uh, I can't have 45 coffees at once. I, my, heart, <laughs> my heart would explode. Um, so I, st- I stared away from it. But, you know, I've done a couple things in my life, but nothing like meth or LSD or heroin or anything like that. I, I just, it just seems like it affects your body really horribly. You know what I mean? Just in terms of... Uh, teeth and stuff like that so i don't know yeah dude living that life right now yeah so what did what did jordan just disappeared um <laughs> so what did heroin i didn't know that you that you you know did this many drugs and i've actually kind of wanted to get some like a you know someone who's done drugs on the podcast so hopefully yeah. we can talk about that too um yeah dude i'm gonna so open yeah. yeah what did what did so what does the heroin make you feel like if you could actually go through maybe you know, the, the main hardcore ones, I guess hair, we'll start with heroin. I've always kind of wondered what does it make you feel like? Like, sure. Yeah, man. Um, so, so heroin and all opioids for me. So this is, this kind of gets into your drug philosophy in a way. Um, there are a lot of people, I would say a lot of drug addicts who, you know, if they're listening to the show or just in general are not using to get fucked up, they're using to kind of fill a hole inside of them. Um, cause they can't focus or they can't maybe connect with people the way they think they're supposed to, or this or that. So you take this pill and then all of a sudden, holy shit, you can fucking, you can look people in the eyes and talk to them. Um, you can, you can hold a conversation and be okay. And like all through my twenties, man, it was hard for me to do that. And these drugs chemically enable that. And then like, so with, with, but with, to answer your question with opioids in particular, that is something where it, you know, if you're like me and you're prone to being addicted to them, they make you feel like you're having an awesome day, no matter what, uh, you take it and all your worries are done. You can sit here and chill and focus on your video game or do whatever and be fine. You take too much of them and it feels really good. You start nodding out and you end up with cigarette burns in your shirt and shit. But like for quote unquote functional users, it's all about those warm and fuzzy feelings. It's like being wrapped up in a warm blanket. So it's like, I you I could probably say it's like Xanax, but like times 10 or something. I mean, like we were just super calm and like chill basically. Yeah, dude. That that's it's I would say that like Xanax never really hit me, but I would say that for people that Xanax hit, it's a very similar effect. Like it's never hit you at all, or it just makes me feel like I'm drunk and I don't really like drinking. See, that's that's what's weird is I've so when I first got into Xanax, I I didn't really want to, but I got in I got I I have it prescribed. Mm-hmm. And um it's it was for anxiety, and I was like, I was kind of even scared to take any pills for anxiety, you know. But then once I took it, um, I didn't realize that it was like alcohol. It's supposed to be like a, you know, benzos and alcohol are similar, but I definitely don't get like a drunk feeling from it at all. Um, and that's what I like about it. The th- I like being drunk, but it's like, I, it has to be the right setting kind of thing to be drunk. Like I, I would never want to like go about my day drunk, but with Xanax, I can just take Xanax and, and I don't take a lot, but if I take a Xanax, like I can go about my day and be fine. No one would ever even notice. If anything, I'm just kind of like tired or something. But yeah, um, I guess it's supposed to be similar to alcohol, but in a way it's, 
in my opinion, it's better than alcohol, not only because it doesn't, because you don't get like crazy drunk, but it's like, I don't think it's as bad for you. Like, I know there's an addictive element. Like, I know like Jordan Peterson got addicted to it and that was bad. But, um, like alcohol physically, I think ruins you. I don't know if, I don't think Xanax physically ruins you, at least not that bad. If it does, it's, I could be wrong about that. I should know that, but. <laughs> I, mean, right? I don't think it's like a physical thing. I think it would be more of like um I think I think anything as long as you manage it, like if it's prescribed, but by the way, if it's prescribed does not mean it's okay. Uh, I know, because, I know. <clears throat> because in 2022, uh in March, there were 110 Americans died uh from overdose overdose deaths, I think specifically around opioids. Dang. And so I mean that opioids hit us and then um uh what do you call it uh why am i blanking the uh sleep drug that kills everybody in oh no fentanyl fentanyl was the next big thing opioids is like a pandemic it really is i mean and it starts because i could go to my doctor right now and say i need opioids prescribed to me because my shoulder is killing me and i need it and they'll prescribe it typically and then you get addicted to it then you try and find it somewhere else Mm -hmm. then you call your doctor and he's like i gave you enough for the entire month so back to my point as long as it's manageable and like with anything with alcohol with anything if you take it i'm not saying you should do meth and take it smart (laughs) i'm just saying i'm just saying with anything if you overdo it whether sugar or fats or you know coffee if you drink six coffees a day there's something wrong with you and so you kind of have, if you can manage something, especially if it's prescribed, the problem is, is there's such an epidemic and there's such a reliance on these drugs to fix yourself that you're not actually working on the problem. Let's say my shoulder was hurting and I went and got prescribed opioids for it, but which by the way, my roommate from years ago, uh, he almost OD'd on it. And I, I had to save him. I called 911 and he was down to skeleton bones, basically. It was the scariest thing ever. But let's say I have a shoulder <clears throat> injury. Go to the doctor. They do x-rays or whatever. They're like, okay, yeah, you have a torn, whatever. And they give me opioids. It's not up to the doctor to make sure I don't take two or three instead of one, right? And so you start, in my opinion, I've never been addicted to drugs, but you know, I, I think you start going, well, maybe what if I take two? I feel really good. I kind of want another one, like with a beer or whatever. Right. And I think that's the biggest problem is it's unregulated. And you don't want government stepping in and being like, well, here's how everything's going to go. Like everyone hates that. But you kind of need regulation with drugs, especially if you're making them legal. And it doesn't matter if it was prescribed to you from a pharmaceutical company and a doctor does not mean it's not going to f you up right <clears throat> so that's kind of what i'm getting at and then it was that was shocking One hundred and ten thousand. i'm reading this right here uh on npr cdc now says <clears throat> overdose deaths appear to have peaked in march of this year but at a really deadly level One hundred and ten thousand americans dying from drugs oh sorry not just opioids from drugs in a single 12 month period yeah man that's a lot of people. Yeah. So like when you were on, when you were, what was life like back? So how long ago? So how long have you been sober? 
Um, I've been using cannabis to stay sober. You know, some people call that sobriety, some not for like three years now. Um, I'm past the point of cravings and stuff. I always say there's not much danger of me going back, but I also make it a point not to give myself access to things that might get me in trouble. How, how do you, how do you do that? Do you just not call back a drug dealer or like delete him from your phone or like, well, how do you distance yourself from that? Because like, for example, alcohol, I could like go on saucy.com and app and have alcohol here in like 20 minutes. Like, how do you separate yourself from that? That's why I really respect like alcoholics who get clean and smokers who stop and stuff because of that level of access. In my case, like I really circumstances, I won't say they worked out. It's a whole long story, but I ended up moving across the country to get away from it. Um, I lived in the Midwest at the time um, over the, the actual Midwest. And I live in Oklahoma. Uh, at the time, what had happened was COVID had made it really difficult to get drugs, the border crossing, blah, 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 you know, you couldn't do it. And it was like, there was like a three month period where you could not find any meth. And I, dude, I was hard in it. Like I was, I was playing World of Warcraft for four days straight. Like it was scary. I'd be dead right now. Um, so I couldn't get it. And I laid in bed and sweated it out, laid in bed and sweated it out. And finally I was like, man, I feel good. I might as well stop this shit. And I went to Illinois and I bought some weed and that worked out pretty well. So I told my wife, Hey, let's go to a place with a safe weed program. And off we moved. That's awesome. And I, I grew up in Chicago. Um, awesome. Suburbs of Chicago West. Um, so how did your wife deal with all of it? Like, was she supportive? Like, how long have you guys been married? And kind of how did she deal with it? So she's been super supportive. She's seen me at like a period that was like beyond my absolute worst, I would say. Um, and it's still there. She was cool with the move. Um, she's even now, you know, three years later, you start to miss family and stuff. And it's like, it's, it's a crime to go back and see them because the medication that I use is illegal over there. So like, you know, she's dealing with that aspect of it really well. And has been like a huge source of support. Uh, to answer your other question, we've been together since my, my, sorry, my, my, my freshman year of college and I'm old as hell. So it's fucking what, like 25, 26 years. Does she use it all or is she clean? She, she just, uh, she, I'm going to see how much I want to talk about this. She occasionally oh. uses medical cannabis. That's fine. But okay. throughout all the shit, she stayed clean. That's no, how I was, just, I was just wondering, like, I mean, cause cannabis is cannabis it's here in Los Angeles. It's like going to a bar, um, <laughs> but I'm saying in terms of like the other stuff. So did she see you through withdrawals and stuff like that? Like, what was that like? Oh, so many times, dude. I don't even know how she dealt with it because on opioids and stuff, there'd be times there'd be no pills and I'd just be on the couch for a week and she'd be going to work and like, I'm supposed to be freelancing, but I'm just, I can't do anything. I can barely watch the damn kids. Like I was a piece of shit, dude. Uh, so like, it's cool now. I'm like, it's kind of my goal in life due to that to give all these people now. It's like the best possible life now because I really fucked them around for many years with my selfish drug shit. Do we know the... I'm always kind of curious on the laws in California, Jordan, do you know them or do you know them, Evan? Um, in terms of like, can you just like smoke weed outside a bar? Can you just literally like smoke it anywhere? Yeah. Well, at least, at least in Venice or Santa Monica. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All the time. Cause it, I mean, yeah, it's been so cop, long. I, I don't know what the laws are on it, but cops will never stop you for it. Uh, unless yeah. Manhattan beach. Cause smoking in general is not allowed vaping, nothing. So they'll give you a ticket for it um, in terms of any sort of punishment or arrestment for arresting for uh, smoking cannabis. No, absolutely not. The, the only thing they would cite you for is the fact that you're smoking in a place that you're not supposed to be smoking at. Right. right. But if you popped an edible in front of a cop, you'd be like, cool, have a great night. <laughs> like, just don't 
be drunk in public or you know intoxicated in public and you're good to go all right that's part of the reason why edibles are so good right is busy you can just pop them and nobody nobody even knows that's like one issue that i always had with weed was i mean i probably i guess would have smoked more of it but just like having to like roll a joint or like do the bong thing i, I never really like kind of figured out how to do it plus with my anxiety <laughs> i kind of feel like it almost adds to the anxiety like i get like maybe too much inside my head and but yeah, so in terms of um, in Oklahoma, well, first of all, so you were, did you grow up in, was it Chicago area, Illinois, or where in Illinois? Oh, I grew up in, that's right, I was said, I grew up in the Indiana area, a really small town, Indiana, uh, close-ish to like, I'm trying to think of the name of the town where I went to buy weed. Uh, I moved out from like Indianapolis area. But Okay, and then, and then you guys moved to Illinois. Uh, we well, we went to Illinois to basically buy weed and smoke it there, and then you know we decided that was cool, so we came to Oklahoma. Like we didn't want to run afoul of the cops smoking the house up, especially with everything. So yeah, I think I think Chicago is recreational at this point. Yeah, Illinois is yeah. full rec. Yeah, full rec. See, I mean, like it's not as saturated as LA. I, I was listening to the radio the other day, and they were saying that. Uh, it's so competitive in Los Angeles and California in general uh, to open a cannabis store because there's a million. I mean, you just drive. It's like a bar, right? You just drive down the street and you see Med Men or you see like whatever every six blocks, right? There's at least one. And, you know, so it's such a luc- It was such a lucrative industry. It's highly saturated now, but it's actually the most competitive, which d- drives down costs for Californians, where if you go to Chicago, which who recently is uh, over the past couple of years, as far as I remember, uh, legalized recreational uh, marijuana. And there it's like only certain districts. They're like, you know, you start passing laws and they start saying, OK, you'd be closer to a school, just like a bar or just like a liquor store you can be closer and closer to a school here's the liniment though right Right. we don't want kids seeing this front hand so i understand that but in los angeles it is a free-for-all like it i mean i i've gone outside at a bar hung out with buddies and i look next to me there's a dude smoking a joint all the time and then (laughs) nothing happens so it's kind of irrelevant at this point it's basically like prohibition was and then when it ended, it was like, the cops were like, I don't care, right? So, yeah. And they're not going to stop you and go, what else do you have on you? They just pretty much figure you just smoke weed, right? That's everything I've seen over here in Los Angeles. So, anyways, my guy, didn't mean to interrupt you. That's I, awesome. No, dude. I think in terms of the law, I think the only law that I can think of here is, um, like, basically, you, you just have to buy from a dispensary. Like, you can't buy from a liquor store or whatever, right? It just has can- to be a dispensary. Or you can grow your own. Right. Oh, so it actually is legal to grow your own. I think it's like a certain amount too, right? Like they don't yeah, want to it's like much. 99 plants. But like who, like who in Los Angeles has room for 99 plants? I mean, <laughs> some, some, some people do. Some people do. Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg definitely has room oh, for 99 plants. Okay. So Oklahoma. So is that – what is Oklahoma considered? Is it the Midwest or Central um, or – I think it's the South, but I don't know. I think it's like the mid, I, I don't know exactly how you qualify it. It's technically more Midwest than Indiana is. It's Midwest. Yeah, it's Midwest. 
So is it pretty much the same laws there? Um, do you have to buy from a dispensary or where do you buy yours? So it's medical only, but it's kind of like a recreational system in disguise. Uh, you get your card and it costs like 200 bucks. And then once you do that, you can go to, it's kind of like what Jordan said. The, the, there are so many dispensaries here. There are literally like five times as many dispensaries as Starbucks in my town. Um, so you get your card and then you can go and buy extremely cheap, powerful weed. Like it's, you know, 50 bucks an ounce for some stuff that would have blown my mind back in Indiana. Um, we are voting in March on a recreational system that would then give everybody access to weed. The problem is when it becomes access to everyone is it becomes highly taxed. Right. So it like alcohol, right? Like it's highly taxed, like gasoline, right? So when it's, when it's medical marijuana, it's for a cause. It's like you're going to CVS to get your prescription, blah, blah, blah. Once it becomes recreational, it, 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 the sky's the limit, right? They can tax it however they want to. And Cal that's what's interesting in California is because it's actually so low. Um, probably not close, but somewhat close to what it's like in Oklahoma or Indiana uh, for medical marijuana. It's not taxed that high. And I think the only reason for California is because it's so competitive. There's right. so many of them that they get insane amount of revenue that they keep the taxes low. Um, in a new state, quote unquote, new state for uh, uh, recreational marijuana, I, I expect it to be incredibly high. And so that's that's just my thoughts. You're, you're dead on. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, going back to the. The drug stuff. Um, yeah. Oh, so now so now you are you're totally sober besides weed. Hmm. Like you don't drink or anything, right? No, just weed and coffee. Okay. And so back then, um, or even now, what do you what do you do for a job now? Or also back then? You said you're like a contractor or like a freelance? Yeah, I did freelance writing for a lot of years and I had some pretty good clients that I would work for and write some blogs for. Uh recently I've started looking for some marketing stuff and I also I, I do freelance on the side. I the the broad answer is I'm a writer. Okay. And you're doing now you're doing the the horror um coloring book right oh yeah would tell that be us about that tell be us about that writing? is that considered writing or is that more like just like graphic design kind of oh there's a little bit of call both columns uh jordan to answer your question basically i uh man to be completely blunt with you dudes i'm having a rough time here we got some stuff going on and i'm trying to just find anything to stay sane and i've always liked doodling like little shapes so I started doodling. I got isometric graph paper and I started drawing these big complex like structure things. And I was like, oh, this is pretty fun. Let's start coloring these. And I did. And that was fun. And somebody suggested I make a coloring book. And because I'm weird and really, really, really into horror movies, I thought, okay, well, we'll make a coloring book and make it kind of like House of Leaves where it's meta horror. And I started doing that. And uh, like, I was just doing it for fun. And then the early pages I made sort of actually came out really good. So I'm doing like a full like 40 page book of it. So what's the demographic for it? People who like to color, people who have a really uh, dark sense of humor, people who are into, you know, horror movies and into reading horror and are kind of into dark things. And I guess people who are into expressing their anger and disappointment in kind of hyperbolic ways. I like it. So is that, so I'm guessing it's not geared towards children. No, sir. <laughs> it's not a, child, a children's horror coloring a children's book. children's horror book. That'd it's be awesome. geared towards adults. That's your that's your next project, <laughs> child horror book. <laughs> so, what horror movies are you into? 
I recently there there are two recently that I three that I watched that really blew my mind. Uh, Smile I thought was great. Uh, Barbarian I thought was awesome. I've been following Zach Cragger for a minute, and that dude like he wrote a hell of a horror movie there. And then uh, Skinamarink that just came out on Shutter. It actually one of my inspirations for this book I'm doing. I thought that was like probably the best horror movie I've seen in two three years. I think my girlfriend just told me about that. It's like from Canada indie indie horror from Canada, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. It lo- like the trailer makes it look like it's just kind of like scenes, like, you know, yes. like scary scenes in a house or something. It's yeah. one of those movies where like, oh, I didn't mean to step on you. Oh, no, no, no. It's like, it it tells the story in a really weird way, but it's a super straightforward story. It's actually kind of like House of Leaves, like the walls change in the house and these kids are trapped. It's super cool. I've actually never seen House of Weeds. When you said it was a meta horror movie, what do you mean by that? It's almost kind of like comedy so like- horror? House of Leaves is a it's a book it was like one of the first internet meme horror things and it's because it did a lot of weird stuff like it has lining notes but the lining notes are part of the story and they speak directly to you and uh, the book tells like three stories at once but the core story is about this family that finds a room in their house that shouldn't exist and physically can't exist and the horrors they experience exploring it Um, it's a really like super influential if you're into you know horror fiction and stuff. It's one of those books, and it's got a lot of elements that people rip off all the time. And now I'm the next one. I'm wondering, but it's what, a book. What is that turning, movie? Turning what is the movie where the house like shifts? Cabin it's, in the cabin, cabin in the woods. Cabin in the woods. Yeah. I just recently saw that for the first time, and it's cheesy as hell. But it's cheesy. It's kind of old, right now. Yeah, is it ten or twenty years? Fifteen years old now? But it, it just came. It came. Uh, it was like outdated. But I was hoping that when I asked you, whenever I ask anybody what movie horror movies are you gonna do, I'm hoping they'll say Midsummer, Hereditary, oh, and The Witch. Like the, the fucking the three best horror movies, in my opinion, right? Hereditary is a yeah, dude. That one put dread in me in a way that few movies have. Yeah, and what's funny is to have you seen any of those, Jordan? Uh well, say them again. Hereditary, Midsummer, or The Witch. No, nope, I'm not. But now anything, I'm going to anything from either one of those guys, Ari Aster and um Zach. I'm forgetting I always forget the other guy's name. Ari Aster and yeah. The Witch, the Lighthouse, um and then the last one he did. Why am I forgetting the name of that? The the Northman. Robert Eggers. Zach Robert Eggers, you got it. I almost said Zach Eggers, I think. Um yeah, so I love I love anything A twenty four and I love any horror that's like legit, like kind of, you know, like um I don't even know how to like explain it, but like kind of like legit well done. Barbarian, I thought Barbarian was cool. And I think what saved Barbarian was the whole part with Justin Long, how when he came into it. Because I thought it was just gonna be a typical, you know, like whatever happens is kind of like what you expect to happen. And then there was that twist, yep. which I didn't even know. So I saw the the trailer to the Justin Long. It was like new movie from Justin Long or whatever, but I didn't say that it was Barbarian. So I didn't know that those two were like linked. And my girlfriend's related to horror movies. So when she was watching Barbarian and that part popped up, I'm like, oh, this is kind of making things more interesting. But um, yeah, and then also with Midsummer, everyone says how scary it is. It didn't actually really scare me that much. Um, for whatever reason, movies like that, I don't know. Don't scare me. I'm trying to think of the last movie that did scare me a lot. Um, it would probably have to be, Oh, you know what got to me? And this was also probably the best horror of, of last year, in my opinion, was um, 
Dahmer. Did you watch the, the TV series Dahmer? No, I did not, but I will now that you've recommended it because you've said some other good stuff. I definitely recommend Dahmer. Best TV show and or best horror TV show. Who's the, who's the actor in that again? Um, I'm forgetting his name. Somebody the guy super, from super popular. I forget his name. The guy from American Horror Story. Um I'm forgetting his name. I'll get it. If you look up that too, we we yeah. should be doing this, but uh Evan's <laughs> doing it. Nah, dude, this is so for me, life. for me, the best horror movies are not slashers. Like if I want to watch somebody's arm get chopped off, great. Like I, I just don't care. Like for me, it's like you said, Micah, <clears throat> that twist at the end. You're like the whole fucking time he was dead. Success. Like kind of <laughs> you're like, what? You know, it's more like it's all about the twist, yeah. It's all about the twist, and it's all like for me, it's more horror thrillers, right? Like where it's the music is going up, and you're like, what's gonna happen? You know, it's not ah, like you know, you see that commercial where they're like, run to the cemetery, but we have a perfectly good car right here. They're like, well, then we should go to the shed where the chainsaw massacre guy is. I don't know if you like, I'm sure listeners have heard it, but. They like run around and it's just like a saw move. Saw actually was not a, a, a slasher. It was that exact. Actually, Saw is or the first few ones were like my kind of thrillers, right? Where it's like, how do you get out of this? Why is this happening this way? Like that. If you add an, el- you have to add an element of that. If it's just straight up gore, like yeah. I, you lose my attention, and I, and I don't even, and I don't even get scared. I'm like, oh, he's gonna run through here and, you know, chop that dude's arm off with an axe. Like, great, cool. Like, I want to know, like, what was his history? Why did he become that way? Did he have bad parents? <laughs> like, you know, and oh, the father was the one who trained him to be a killer. Oh, and then it comes <laughs> out again, right? I don't know. Like, that's that's what interests me. I I, I can't get into the gore stuff, like just the regular thrasher slasher movies yeah for sure i mean i i think that to a certain extent like i I wasn't super into horror movies for a long time but to a certain extent i think that it has to have a once again it's it's hard to define this term but like a good quality to it or like a um i guess you could say a cinematic cinematic quality to it in my opinion or like a good twist it's it's got to be thoughtful Otherwise, yeah. if it's just like you're like you're saying, Jordan, if it's just straight gore, then it's like, okay, like this isn't this isn't scary. And then also if it's like realistic, like um like Dahmer. Dahmer was realistic, and you're like the fact that this guy I mean, it just it, I find it really sad that somebody actually is that way. You know what I mean? It's like he was pretty much born that way or you know, became that way at a young age. And um yeah, so I'm more into like the realistic stuff, but um yeah, so where was I going with that? Um, <laughs> so as far as your coloring book, do do you do you maybe eventually plan to make it into a movie or to to make money off of it, or is it just something you're like purely doing for fun? Oh, it was definitely a commercial aspect to it. I'm just waiting on it to get a little closer to launch before I push that. Um, you can go to cursedcoloringbook.com now and pre-order it. I don't advise that because it's like shipped anywhere in the US. It's $21.50 and that's crazy for a coloring book, even a big one. If you wait until I can get it on Amazon and get it published, then it'll be closer to like 15, 16 bucks. But, you know, there's that aspect of it. Um, it's going to be done by April 24th and I plan on selling it. It's got a strong narrative aspect and we've also got 
if you go to cursedcoloringbook.com, there's like a trailer. And if you go to that YouTube video, there's another like how-to video there that kind of explains it. And we're going to make, me and my production crew buddies down here are making another how-to video that will explain it further. So it's it's kind of silly to say out loud, but it's definitely like a coloring book with a universe. All right, that's that's badass. And did you kind of, well, you mentioned the, the House of Weeds, but did you do you feel like you kind of came up with your own genre almost or... Or is this like a whole genre kind of? Oh, I'm definitely trying. I think I'm trying some new stuff in terms of coloring books that like talk to you and like, or they, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit, got a very dark sense of humor. There are certainly horror oriented coloring books, but it's like, here's a scary picture. This is more like the words are scary. And then it's got geometric patterns that can kind of be menacing. And like, it tells a story in the background. I try to make it like that. So there are a bunch of concurrent stories running. Um, I'll like maybe email you guys a page or you can go to cursedcoloringbook.com and see one for an example. Uh, it's all in all just kind of a strange project. Yeah. If you can, if you can just send us one for being on our podcast, that would be great. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just, I'm just, I got. That's my, that's my goal is to like get like a book or like something from someone who comes on, you know, how like they'll give Joe Rogan like a book or whatever. They'll be mm -hmm. like, here you go. Read this. I'm coming on. No, I'm just messing around. But yeah, what I, what I forgot to say earlier was um, the one that got me, maybe I'm trying to think of what got me the most, but paranormal, paranormal activity really got oh, me and my girlfriend too. Because it's like, I think that the whole suspense of just kind of like waiting while like the camera would like turn or whatever and somebody would come and do it. This, that got me. Skinamarink is kind of like that. Um, it's not okay. it's like it's not shot from the perspective of security cameras like Paranormal Activity is and such. But it is it, it's uh, it's not even really a found footage film, but it, it does kind of the same thing. Um, there's one kind of famous scene. It's in the trailer where the flashlights moving over the toys that are on the ceiling and they fall. It's got a lot of stuff like that where you have to kind of figure out what's happening. And it's very cool. Like I loved it. Yeah, I think I think for me it was Blair Witch Project. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just joking. Like I feel like well, I what's more, funny I, is I feel it like it's like not coming down my nose, but yeah. I feel like paranormal activity did what Blair Witch maybe should have done in terms of found footage. Well, sure, yeah. But I mean Blair Witch, you gotta give it props because it was, I think, one of the first ones, right? Yeah, it was the one that took the whole concept like viral. It was arguably maybe the first viral film. I was like 13, 14 when that came out. And I remember it being a huge deal for a minute. Is that the room? Would you say it was one of the first know. viral films? Yeah. Or, like, like, do you mean like viral independent kind of or? Yeah, like you... one of the first films to just gain a huge following like online just from word of mouth because it was so weird and doing something new. Yeah. yeah. yeah Blair, for sure. Blair Witch really took off for that. Was 13, 14, was that about the room number? It was thirteen yeah. hotel room, whatever, 13, 14. Yeah, that was that was a good oh, I thought I thought you were saying you were 13 or 14, right? <laughs> uh, well, I, I was when Blair Witch came out, kind of no, 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 that's what I mean. Did you also mention 13 or 14? Jordan, did you, I think what's funny is I think I heard that too. Like it was a hotel room movie, and it was I thought it was called <laughs> No, I thought it was called 1314. It's no, 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 he was saying he was saying, I think he was saying he was 13 or 14 when it came out, right? It was, yeah. 14, it was 1408 was the name, was the number. Yeah. 1408. <laughs> it actually had Samuel L. Jackson and John Cusick in it. Yeah, it was it was a good movie, a good little horror movie. Sorry. I think you, I think you missed what I was trying to say, Jordan. 
I, I heard you. Am I right, Evan? I'm right about this, right? I, I yeah. heard you. I heard you. I just thought you were talking about that movie. No, no. I, what's funny is I agree when he said 13. Was there also was a movie? Wasn't there like a Jim Carrey movie called 13 too? The number 13 or something. 23. Yeah, yeah, 23. yeah. So when you said 13, I was thinking of like the Jim Carrey movie. But um, yeah, so I kind of want to go back to the the drug stuff which i like i said i I feel like i'm i feel like i'm on right now um um, yeah 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 yeah. so um yeah so when you were on the drugs you were you were writing and stuff have you have you written anything that we would know about um I used to way back write for some comedy websites like way, way back that were well known, like uh, something awful I was a writer for. Uh, I wrote some okay. short stories, but that that like mm, didn't go so hot. I didn't do the marketing that was required to sell them. So those just kind of languish. Um, I'm hoping that like the podcast so far that I did has been the biggest thing. And I'm kind of like I, I, I'm like a double Z list uh, name on the Oklahoma cannabis scene because of it. So certainly nothing big yet. Yeah. But so in terms of your podcast, you were doing it with a friend, right? Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, I did it with a group of friends. Okay. And like, how did that, how did that do? Pretty good. I mean, in terms of the pod, you know, indie podcasting or whatever, amateur podcasting or how, I mean, how well were you guys doing? That one stat says if you got more than whatever listeners, then you're in the top half. And we had, you know, at our top, I think we had around like 40 listeners an app. So maybe nothing great, but it was fun to make. And I learned a lot about the weed scene and got a ton of free weed shit. So it works. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely fun to make. So you were back. I've heard of something awful too. Isn't that kind of like an internet, an old internet comedy website or something? Like kind of like internet culture type thing? Yeah. Yeah. Way, way back. Yeah. So, so back then you were, you were like freelance writing, you were doing drugs. Um, so can, can you go over some of like the, the more wild uh, drug experiences that you had? Like I, I mentioned, I want to talk about psychedelics. So either psychedelic, heroin, mm-hmm. meth, maybe. <laughs> cocaine, have you done, you've done cocaine, you've done it all pretty much. Well, I've got, I've done cocaine. My wife's going to get mad at me because that was like the one drug she forbade me from using because she didn't want to see me turn into a drug vampire. And then I used it, but I've got, so this tattoo, uh, there's a fucking typo. It should be feel good. It's feel good hit of the summer. That's in reference to me doing all the drugs in the song. And the last one I had to do was cocaine. So yes, I've done cocaine once just to be able to get this tattoo. Wait, what, what song? Do you know the Queens of the Stone Age song? Uh, Nicotine, Valiant, Vicodin, Marijuana, Ecstasy, Alcohol, Cocaine. It's called I know Queens of the, of the Summer. I know Queens of the Stone Age, right? I don't, I'm not like a, I don't listen to the full album. So I, I sure. know just like their, their main ones. But basically, he lists every, he lists all the drugs. He lists all these drugs. And we, my, me and my friend group did them all. And then to commemorate this, we, you know, tatter our bodies up with this stupid tattoo. So yes, cocaine once. Okay. And just to get, just to get the, the feel good tattoo. Right. Okay. Uh, for some reason, I, I was thinking you were talking about the Eagles or something, like, or like <laughs> Boys of Summer for some reason. I but, um, Eagles, man. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Um, <laughs> was that a line that was that a line though from from a movie or no? Yeah, from Lebowski. Just, yeah, that, that's what I was thinking you were referencing. Um. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So all your so first of all, what what is your favorite? What is your favorite drug? 
hopefully this doesn't bring back like good memories of drugs but what was your favorite drug man a year ago i couldn't have this conversation i'm good today uh probably on the all i would say something opioids um because opioids just kind of scratch that itch and make you feel like a human but i would counter that by saying edible cannabis does 80 percent of that and doesn't leave me feeling like i'm gonna die when i run out so i'm not exactly missing them Damn. And I was also going to say before, like when you mentioned my friend actually said, my friend used to do drugs a long time ago. And then he said he quit and he's like, he feels like he can like get kind of like a similar drug experience by just drinking alcohol, like enough alcohol will make him feel not necessarily the same as heroin, but like, he's like, why, why do drugs when I can just drink a shitload of alcohol? And that is horrible. <laughs> well no i know i know this is this is i shouldn't even say i shouldn't even say his name but like, yeah but it don't sounds say horrible. name well no, no no like we should name might, we should name his liver <laughs> Cole. he might be an alcoholic but i think he's just he likes yeah, going to bars he likes drinking <laughs> well no 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 but the point isn't so much that he's an alcoholic the point is that like he feels like he can replace drugs with alcohol and similar. Like when we were talking about Xanax, I don't know if that's better. What replacing drugs with alcohol? Well, it is better than heroin well, he, to get the same high. You have to probably have to drink a shit ton of alcohol. Like, I know this is his point, And I think that the point is, is probably that like alcohol hits the spot for him and he doesn't need the other drugs. Well, as long as you can scale it back, but again, that goes back to what I was saying. <laughs> it goes back to what I was saying about self-control and prescription yeah, yeah. drugs and everything. Like this isn't necessarily like a I'm not like necessarily naming like a good take. I'm just saying that like <laughs> in my opinion, if okay, let's just say that like I had a craving for like coke, meth, heroin, whatever. And instead of doing that, like alcohol just kind of replenished. You pounded 12 beers? Yeah, I would say I don't well, can't. No, no, I agree with you. I think 12 beers, well, it is, it may be better than like heroin or something, but <laughs> this is somebody else telling me this story. But from my perspective, if I can have like three or four beers and that scratches the itch, that's the point. Not, but not everyone is like that, dude. Every, like, no, I know every, not everyone's like that. But for like Evan, for instance, like, Weed, I think, scratches the itch. So my point was, like, if you can find something, it may not be good, but that scratches the itch. Like, for me, it might be Xanax instead of alcohol. I'm not even trying to say that Xanax is better. In my opinion, it probably is on a day-to-day. Like, if I'm taking it to go throughout my day, I don't want to be drunk. But my point was, was that if you can find something, if you're a drug addict and you can find something to replace that drug addict, especially that's just legal, you're probably better off. So the, hey, really quick question. I'm, I'm going to Joe Biden this and whisper to you. <laughs> Tell your friend about marijuana. It's better <laughs> for his liver. <laughs> well, first of all, you know, you know this person. And I almost said his name. I'm not going to say his name. But anyhow, I guess it is kind of like a bad. No, I think it's a good point. Because Evan is a perfect example of somebody who quit hard drugs with weed and you're right that weed should be the replacement not alcohol but because weed doesn't really f your liver up I, I mean literally with alcohol you're putting poison in your body dude it's like i literally do jordan i literally do know someone who died of alcohol I didn't like know that. He, well no 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 it's 
I'm not like shaming you. I'm just saying. No, I know. I'm saying I, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I went to high school with someone and it was like bad. Like to the, it was like one of those situations where like, I think it just kind of got worse and worse until he died. I, I haven't, I didn't see him towards the end. I just went to high school with him, but. I would much anyhow, rather, I would much rather him be on marijuana. Like for sure. You know, he's going to be more mellow. He's going to be, you know, his liver is going to be fine. <laughs> Um, well, I and agree that, with you. And, I that, just and, that, and, that's, and that's something else I wanted to bring up because it's so funny the generational difference. Like, I, I talked to my dad about this, right? This is something I want to talk about really quick. I talked to my dad about this. I was sitting in Chicago and I sat down with him. I said, Dad, are you now on the weed bag, uh, weed wagon? <laughs> right i don't mean are you smoking it i just mean do you <laughs> do you agree with the fact that it's legal and he's like absolutely not it is a horrible drug i'm like okay okay <laughs> let's ex- like explain this to me okay so you and mom have a couple of glasses of gin and tonic a night my grandma which by the way maybe it works because she's like 95 now or something Anyway, um, you guys have gin and tonic every night and that you're putting that in your body and blah, 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 blah. They're, re- they're retired. They're just loving their life. Um, I said, no judgment, no judgment to that. I said, what about marijuana? They're like, that's illegal. And I'm like, no, it's actually legal. It's just, a, it's just the same. So they go, well, I don't agree with any drug that someone takes that is not prescribed by a doctor. I said, so what about the opioid crisis? And my dad's like, what? Yeah. And I go, and I'm not saying my dad, my dad is a very intelligent man, like incredibly intelligent. It was just the first time I had like a kind of a leg up on my discussion with him. He's like, he's like, go on, Jordan. You have a point here. Go on, Jordan. I'm ex CIA or whatever he was. Um, (laughs) But no, I just, I just brought up, you know, hey, it's not as bad for your body. Uh, you can wake up and be at six o'clock in the morning and whatever, and you don't feel shitty. Uh, you're not dehydrated, all this stuff. And he's like, well, yeah, but I still believe that the only drugs that should you should take are prescribed by doctors. And I was like, again, the opioid crisis. You know, I go, so these people are just popping pills because they're heavily addictive. And it, I kind of saw a turn in his mind uh, when I was talking to him just to be like, you know what? You might be right about that. And it's true. You have because, a point. because to your to what you were saying earlier, Micah, alcohol is not a good crutch to get off of heavy drugs at all. That's, yeah, but Jordan, you but Jordan, you but you drink alcohol and like you might, I don't know how much you have, but you might have whatever you have. And if that whatever you I'm not saying you have to drink 12 fucking beers a night or whatever. I'm just saying. If you can have like three drinks a night and that like kind of gets rid of your angst or, or whatever it is, then you should probably deal with your, your problems at the core before you should, but everyone has their issues. And well, what you're saying is everyone has their vice and I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't steer anybody towards alcohol after being on serious drugs. I, I think the amount of alcohol, no, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't either. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to steer anyone to alcohol. No, 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 I'm dude, just saying dude. the story that my friend told me. This is what the podcast is for. It's debating. It's fun. 
Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. Steer- I, think that, I think that's for another another podcast, maybe. To, no, to this, this, this is what it's what it's all about. Um, I wouldn't steer <laughs> anybody towards alcohol if they're getting off heavy drugs because the amount of alcohol you'd probably have to consume. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Is probably a shit ton. Well, let's ask Evan. Evan, what do you think? Do you think alcohol is a good alternative to something like meth, heroin, cocaine, whatever? No. No, because what, what ends up happening, man, and I, I, I personally seen this happen. It doesn't happen to me because I, I stay with my alcohol. But like, you, you know, you end up a drinking when you're drinking, you're not making good decisions anyway. And then you're a step away from, OK, let's do let's let's have 12 drinks. I'm good to have one fucking line, man. I can have one line. And then you've got that fucking beer, you know, speed buzz going, which there's a reason people get hooked on that shit. And then you're fucked up and then you're hooked on two drugs. And then it was like my, one of my good friends died from circumstances like that. He went, you know, he never tried to get clean from the other shit, but he started drinking too. And then he moved on to duster and then fentanyl got him. I like, I, to that end, I would say, Oh, sorry. No, I said, sorry to hear that. Oh, I I appreciate it, man. You know, it's sad, but that's what he gets for making bad decisions. Like, it's interesting to me to hear you guys talk about how like one of you kind of knows somebody who like died of alcoholism and this and that because like where I come from in Indiana man like everybody's got like a brother or an uncle or somebody that got you know struck down by either pain pills or Chinese fentanyl that came filtered in and like totally not like a loaded statement at all when I say that I mean literally just high-powered fentanyl shipped in from China it's always weird when I hear that because for me like as I'm as I'm drinking my hard rock, um, hard seltzer for five ninety nine from grocery outlet. Don't go to Walmart and buy white claw by <laughs> this, this kid. But, um, for me, like drinking alcohol, it's never been like a good crutch. It's like, um, I like to drink while I'm doing this because it like loosens me up and I like having conversations and don't get me wrong. I like drinking from time to time going to the bar, but like if I'm if I have that hole or if I'm bummed out or if I'm even anxious and I start like pounding it, I almost want to say like it makes it worse because it's like especially if you're doing it like by yourself or something, it's just like you're sitting there like in this like fog like by yourself and then sometimes you can get like angry and stuff and it's just like it definitely doesn't really help. I mean, it helps with having a few beers is fine, but not like pounded. Well, that's you, Micah. But a lot of people, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's whatever percent of your of the DNA that exists in the world, but a majority of it can get easily addicted to it, right? And I know it's an escape for a lot of people. And and I'm saying I'm not saying your friend is wrong. I, I would prefer them to get off hard drugs and go to alcohol. However, they might need to clean everything up. Because if they're going to be starting to drink alcohol, they're probably, as as uh, Evan said, going to go back into another drug like cocaine and then get back into, or they're going to whatever. Like, I, you know, what's funny is that alcohol with prohibition and all that has never been called a gateway drug, which is very interesting because I would say that that's one of the most possible gateway drugs, because I can't tell you how many times I've been offered drugs when I had beers outside a bar, right? Like, hey, you want to have some blah, blah, blah? I'm like, no, I'm good. But like, you know, there's certain people that can't, like you and I, Mike, uh, great. But a lot of people cannot say no, right? And it's like, oh yeah, I'll try this. Like, there's a really pretty girl that's going with you guys. I'm going to go with too. That sounds awesome, right? And so 
I would say weed is is way less of a gateway drug than alcohol because alcohol, then you need to balance it with cocaine. Then now you're starting to balance chemicals, right? You're trying to get more uh, awake. Then you're trying to like you're like, oh, I'm too sprung up right now. I need to take this, and then I need to take this, and then you have. I mean, what was that SNL with Sherry? Remember Sherry O'Terry? Yeah, dude. On SNL. Yeah. You remember she had that bag of just like pills, right? And she'd like pop, like, I didn't think this. Uh, and she had her hair like all crazy. Remember that? that I don't know if you guys remember that skit. What? That was me in the 2010s. <laughs> like that, that reminds me, or that makes me think about like drugs in today's age and back then too, or all time. But, you know, you're trying to balance this with this and then this and this and this. And that, like, as sad as it is with Sherry Terry's skit, that is the, uh, you know, epidemic that we're in with, with pills and drugs. Um, Here she is making fun of it. And meanwhile, people are living it, you know. I, I, I think it was because back then it wasn't nearly as prevalent. And now I think it is really bad. Um, but I would say to your friend, try weed. <laughs> Just mellow out, eat a lot of food at night, go to bed early, you know. I, I Okay, well. First of all, you 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 know my friend, and if you want, I can have you ask him about it. He's fine. I mean, he goes to bars a lot. He drinks a lot, but like, I don't know. In my opinion, he's still he personally is still better off. Excuse me, doing what he's doing now than being on. He, I guess he had he has been able to like turn down drugs. But I mean, you're right though about I. Well, I will agree with drugs with cigarettes. Like if I'm, and I still vape but like if i i know when i was drinking not with drugs with drinking if i was drinking at a bar and somebody offers me a cigarette and you're trying to quit i know for a you know fact i'm i'm gonna take that cigarette so i can see how it'd be the same for the others i agree with you jordan i don't think that alcohol is a good alternative however i would say it's a good alternative to fucking heroin or meth if you if you can do that and control that as opposed to the other ones but let's get off of that because i gotta wrap it up here somewhat soon and i want to go over evan's um drug drug stories (laughs) well first of all too one first of all before we go over that once again i'll delay that question that i want to ask you um so as far as weed goes i want to get to the i keep i feel like i keep asking you the how bad or good is a question but like i want to get to the bottom of how bad or good is it do you feel like it has had any negative effects on you and i the only one that i can really think of not with you but in general with weed is like i know some for some people it may like slow them down or whatever right which could be good for some people but i had a friend in high school who who smoked a lot of weed Mm -hmm. and um and this part part of this could have been because he started young, but he ended up getting like really out of it. It seemed like from the weed, but overall, yeah. would you say it's it's a positive thing? Like, is it something that I should recommend to, to someone? Um, I would say that that's like, and I totally don't mean to make a cop out answer. It's kind of a personal journey. To your point about kids smoking it, man, everything I've heard has said that it's really bad for developing brains and like. I, you know, due to my background and my genetic background, I was definitely fucking hotbox in my basement all through high school and definitely already predisposed to mental illness and addiction. So I definitely messed myself up. So my first thing would be if you're under like 21 or so, you know, it's out there, it's everywhere, but keep that shit to a minimum because you can fuck your head up with it. Um, To the other end of that, I would say that weed can be a wonderful tool 
for the right people, but there are downsides. Um, in my boat, like I use it to basically long and short, I use it to make my ADHD manageable. It's just like you said, to slow down. Um, I take it to keep all these thoughts that are spinning in my head, like a toilet from hell, just going and going and going. And it lets me focus. So for me, it's wonderful, but it's expensive as hell, dude. I spend like 30, 40 bucks a day on this shit. Like I, I make good money and I'm still broke a lot of the time because of weed. So like, it's always a trade-off. Um, weed is also, I suspect kept, I've, I've been trying to save money to get my teeth fixed and weed is a broad sp spectrum antibiotic. I suspect that has been keeping me healthy and safe because many people in my position would already be dead of an infection. Um, so personally, Damn. it saved it's my actually life. Like, it's actually saved your life. I didn't know about the antibiotic thing. Yeah, dude. And like, I also take, you know, amoxicillin and stuff when it gets bad, but yeah. So like for me, yeah. And I would say if you come to the Oklahoma cannabis scene right now or any medical scene, you're going to meet a lot of people who are like high functioning and high performing and who have gotten off alcohol or hard drugs like pain pills with weed. So like I'm super biased, like a lot of my friends here are people who have done exactly that. Um, I know people who have basically nursed themselves out of the fucking mental institution with weed and become super productive, high functioning people with it. But you can also spend a lot of money on it. Um, there's a certain, there's going to be a period if you get into it where it's going to become your personality and you're going to annoy the fuck out of everybody who doesn't give a shit about your weed habit. I did it. I had a podcast about the shit. Like there are, there are downsides, but like, if you're on a path where you're going to die, you might as well be an annoying pothead is kind of my thought. Yeah. I mean, the biggest, the biggest question is just like, what the fuck are you supposed And then it's like, I can tell that you're, and it's like, I'm not, I'm not saying this to like be mean or anything, but I can tell like you move your, what? I said no offense taken. You're fine, man. Oh yeah, like you, like you, you know, you move around a lot, and it's like I'm the same way. Like with anxiety and stuff, like thoughts are racing in your head, and it's like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, you know, that was my main issue when I first had like serious anxiety, OCD, and I was like worrying about shit. It's like it seemed like there was really no answer, but it's like I mean, the answer would be therapy, like Jordan says, but but like that can take a long time therapy can take three years of you're talking about money too you know expensive therapy so there's not a whole lot of like realistic answers you know people go to cigarettes people go to alcohol people go to xanax some people go to weed and it's like the way i look at it is whatever helps you out man like whatever you know you can function off of evan as long as it's not killing you which weed doesn't you know they say that weed's never killed anybody right do, do you think that's true weed's never killed yeah anyone? it is true I would say it's made plenty of people puke their lungs up and maybe made bad decisions that kill them, but it ain't ever killed. It hasn't ever killed anybody. Now you're absolutely right, Jordan. No, no one's ever yeah. from marijuana. Like, I mean, you can kill yourself from alcohol easily. Um, yeah. You drink a bottle of Jack and you're in the hospital getting your stomach pumped, but no marijuana has not as, as far as I've read as well. It, like it, it, it itself, except for Bob Marley, right? The byproducts of it possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Marley, the Bob, the byproducts of it, obviously, as Evan was saying, like if you hit someone or kill someone or you die or whatever, yeah, that's possible, of course, with any intoxicating substance. But when it comes to actually consuming weed, no, like I mean, you could smoke fifty joints and wake <laughs> up the next day, like what did I do? You'll be shaking, but it won't stop your heart. No. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, that was like one question that I had when people used to say that was like, well, it probably doesn't kill you because like with cigarettes, it kills you because you're smoking 20 a day or whatever. But with weed, you don't smoke as much, right? Like you, you might have, I don't know how much you would, how much, how many joints you would have or whatever. But if you smoked enough joints, could it 
technically kill you on the long run if you were smoking like 20 joints a day or whatever or no it's just there's nothing hazardous about it it so i've I've actually can reach into my podcast experience for this we looked into this a little bit i don't remember the exact numbers um cannabis could kill you if you're gonna do it if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna die with cannabis it's gonna be in like a high dosage edible format and it's gonna be many thousands of milligrams to the point where it's almost impossible that you won't puke some up and thus not die before you get to that point um I would say in the future, like we just keeps getting more intense and potent. Like you're seeing crazy stuff like RSO, which helps people like not crazy bad. And it's just going to get more intense. So maybe as that happens, maybe somebody eventually will get sick and die from it. But like, I've got probably in my, my cabinet right now, I got a chocolate bar that is, if not the biggest edible bar anywhere in the US, it's got to be close to it. it's 4200 milligrams. I take one square off at a day, basically. Um, you would have to eat like three of those. And I just... I don't know how a human being could do that. So what I'm reading. What about, here, what about in terms uh, of long term though? I, I'm wondering like, because isn't the main thing with cigarettes is like the inhaling of the tobacco. Right. What if you were like smoking as much weed as you were cigarettes over the long run? Could you get like cancer that way? You know what I mean? Yeah, Just in, in of, course you, of course you can get cancer. Of course, you can get cancer from it. Well, that's um, what I'm saying from marijuana. But, but, but if you're eating edibles, so the biggest, what I'm reading here is that the biggest uh, overdoses that have been, ha- have happened, which, and I, and I quote from Medical News Today, it can impair judgment and motor skills, so it can cause deaths. Um, and I, from GoodRx, they're saying that uh, it is extremely rare to die from a, a cannabis overdose. Extremely rare. Um, but yeah, I mean, like if you're smoking it, if you're the, the biggest problem is eating it, right? Because you you wait and you're like, I don't feel anything, and you see so you eat some more and more and more and more, and then you're just gone. But that doesn't mean that you're dead. You wake up in the morning, like unless you have like a failing heart or some other condition that can cause that but you know if it fucks with your blood pressure or your heart rate or whatever yes but it's it's what it says from good good rx uh an overdose is rarely fatal edibles tend to cause the more overdoses because of the lagging effects so yeah i would say can can you get can you get cancer from smoking you can get cancer from eating chocolate like you know what i mean like yeah and i'm not saying it's the same I'm just saying, of course, you can get cancer from it. Well, then that's saying that it can kill you. It can give you cancer. Yeah, but the death haven't are, smoked enough of it. The deaths are like this. Alcohol is like this. Well, we earlier said the deaths are zero, but if if it's giving people cancer, then it's not zero, right? That's fine. Point. So again, the deaths right? of alcohol are this. The deaths of marijuana are like this. Well, it's, that's my that's that's my question though is for evan is can it give you cancer in the long run if you smoke it smoke enough of it i know most people probably don't i i'm with jordan i would say very presumably yes like i i would i would worry about that with the amount i smoke cigarettes anyway if i did but like that's i think edibles keep me safe from that i i would not yeah, see how combusting true. something would not contribute to lung cancer over time though like if you're especially if you have like a genetic familiar or like genetic disposition to it or something like that so then technically it can kill you yes you're also right jordan mcdonald's can also give you cancer and so can chocolate but 
but anyways it's besides the point i think the point is is that it's i don't know i might be able to have an argument on that with because people people you know count the long-term smoking of cigarettes that kills people and maybe weed will kill you in the long run well how about how about comparing edibles to well um, edibles edibles are well the alcohol there's no ar- there's no you, argument there there's no argument there for me i mean yeah yeah i'll call it I, I mean honestly i don't it, i i don't know i mean I, I don't know i guess i would say edibles but but anyway so let's let's get to the let's get to the drug stories and then yeah. and if you want you can do like the psychedelic one I, whatever one you feel comfortable telling i don't want you to like tell any drug story that you don't want to tell but whatever story all right so do you have any cool cool I guess good or bad drug stories, fun or not so fun. Um, there, you know, I can tell one pretty funny one and one that is kind of uh, not fun at all and representative of health horrifying methods. Um, fun one was psychedelics, and it's also kind of interesting. I actually I got two on that front. One's mine. One is one is a friend's. Um, so I had some friends who were doing a bunch of DMT. And uh, I'll just give you the real 30,000 foot view of this. Uh, one friend claims that he, in a, in a very intense DMT session, spoke to the machine elves, which explained the rules of cricket to him in a highly accurate, concise manner. So this dude came into this DMT trip, he claims, and I, you know, whatever, this is all some friend of a friend bullshit, but I know this dude for what it's worth. He claims he came into this DMT trip not knowing shit about cricket and came out having a fairly firm understanding of the rules which if true is kind of mind blowing, but I, I, who knows, who knows? Very, very, very mind blowing. Yeah. Very, um, very, very cool. Yeah. And like, that's, you know, and you read, I I actually was interesting to me because I read somebody give a similar account on Reddit and they said they had the rules of American football explained to them and they live in Europe and don't give a shit about American football. And it kind of like, Whoa, dude, because it cemented what this dude told me many years ago on my end. Um, I, I took some mushrooms and then I thought that I was done with the trip because I just I felt pretty normal and I had to get from my place in one city to the place I was going in another city. Oh, yeah, whatever. And uh, I started driving and I noticed that the trees had purple streaks running through them. And then they start speaking to me in my car stereo and literally say, hey, man, it's not over. You need to pull the fuck over right now, bro. And I listened and I sat there and tripped my balls off off by the side of the road, fucking realizing I was an idiot. I thought it was done, but it wasn't. A new wave came in. And I sat there for about three hours, just waiting on, just watching my car stereo blink and shit. And damn, that was that. Wait, so what happened though? Like you pulled over and then. So I it's, I was driving through a heavily wooded area. I just pulled into a state forest and sat there. Cause like, I thought like psychedelics come in waves. And sometimes though, I'm, I don't mean to like, like over explain to you if you know this shit, but sometimes you think it's done and it's not. And uh, in this instance, I lit a cigarette driving down the road and it just totally kicked that shit back in. And I, uh, I heard my car radio literally say to me, it's not over. Pull over, bro. And, like it was, it was wild. I've never had anything like that happen. But I mean, did anything happen that like you could have died? Did I I'm, I shouldn't have been driving once that shit kicked in. I just sat there and tripped balls in my car, you know? Oh, okay. So basically you took, you took the edible, you took the mushrooms and then the car radio told you to pull over. And then the, yeah, I think you said the wave kicked in. I, I don't think I knew what you meant by that. I oh, got you. So like the mushrooms kicked in and you got like super fucking high to the point like where you couldn't drive. And it was like basically telling you pull over. You can't drive. 
Right. Cause I thought it was done at that point, but a new, like a new, a new like trip came through. Cause sometimes you think it's over and then it kind of kicks in again. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so have you ever done DMT or as far as psychedelics is just mushrooms? I've done mushrooms. I've done acid. Um, I've done like all like what you're talking about, Jordan, Molly and stuff. I've got dabbled in all that DMT. I smoked once the taste of it really threw me off. I've got issues with certain tastes and, uh, kind of tasted like toenail gunk smells and it fucked me up. And then I thought I got trapped in a waste basket I was sitting by. So that shit's not for me. Wow. So yeah, when, when we were talking about alcohol, part of the reason why I think also that I haven't gotten addicted or whatever to it is because I don't, I just don't like the taste of it. It's like, I'd much rather just like have like a Coke or whatever, but um, yeah. So in terms of the DMT trip, did, did anything happen? You ended up in a dumpster? Like did, well, I misspoke. I was sitting by like a laundry basket and it was a plastic thing with like, just like a checker pattern in it, like part plastic, part open. And like part of my arm and my shoulder fused with it and became part of the pattern and it didn't feel real comfortable. And then I kind of forced myself out of it and that was it. I didn't smoke too much of it. Because you didn't like the taste. So it didn't really affect you all that much. Right. I just didn't, I didn't smoke enough of it to let it get me for too long. Cause that taste really put me off. Like it was, I, I hate that shit so much that like my friends were smoking joints with it in there and I'd have to leave the room. Like I couldn't handle it, but I'm weird about some of that stuff. What is it? What does it smell or taste like? What's, what is it? It smells to me like fucking toenail funk, but like times a hundred, mm. like, you know, that synthetic deer piss you can get at places uh, like that only with like just awful funk. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to come from, um, what's it called? Um, or it does, it just does come from um, ayahuasca or whatever. And ayahuasca is technically like what? Like it's some sort of like fungus or something, right? Like, or not fungus, but like, it's like, like cactus. it's, what is it? Is it like a cactus? I was just thinking out loud. Well, I know. No, I know it, 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 is, it is a cactus. Yeah. Well, doesn't ayahuasca come from like the Amazon though? Like, don't you go to the Amazon to like go smoke it or whatever? Yeah. You're smoking a cactus. <laughs> is there a cactus is there a cactus in the amazon no, you're drinking i think you drink it <laughs> yeah but is there a cactus in the amazon no that's where cactus stop is actually the border of the amazon stop <laughs> right there. is it like a jungle cactus type of thing because i feel like it's in south america i would pull it up if i can but let me see jordan try try spelling it you're, you're gonna have a hard time spelling it ayahuasca is a hard oh i got it almost right <laughs> uh, isn't that ayahuasca like with an age it's a vine yeah it's like a cat it is a cactus technically but it's a vine yeah is it does it say it's a cactus <laughs> when you look on wikipedia does it say cactus uh look. so um what about what about your what about the meth what did, what what did, what did the i'm very interested in all this stuff what did the meth do Okay, this is a this is a good one. And I've actually I've got worse that I'm not gonna get into. So I will just tell you this isn't even the worst one. This is just the one no, I'm bro, going to don't tell. don't tell me anything you don't obviously want to tell me. I'm saving something for like a book because some of it's real bad. This is this is the worst I'm willing to come out with. So uh I was uh this was during actually the period of COVID where it was really hard to get meth. And uh fucking I was pestering my dude. Like I was I was I was living in Indianapolis at the time and uh for those listeners that are familiar, I was going down to Orange Street, the famous Orange Street, to buy methamphetamine, and uh, just text. So this is this is during COVID. So this was like what three years ago then? Um, it was during very early COVID, so closer to pushing four years now. 
wouldn't it be three because it was 2020 three, yeah right? you're right you're right my bad my years are off I'm, and I'm, I'm really bad at that i don't count them i'm calling you out on your on your shit no, i'm just kidding i'm just messing around <laughs> you're good man it's uh my my years are off and please if you catch any inaccuracies call me i'm probably just getting my memory off so the the i'm going down to orange street to get this meth and uh fucking my dude where's finally- orange street sorry oh, is orange street in, is orange street in gary indiana it's in indianapolis but it's kind of like a famously rough street like it's okay. a place where you don't go and you don't go after dark and so on. Yeah. Um, like if you're in India, you know what Orange Street is probably. Okay. So like, so I'm going down there and my dude texts me and he's like, okay, I got it. And fucking it's, you know, hallelujah. And like when you're a drug addict and you know, your dude's coming through, it's almost like you get a hit of it thing. You get up, you get active, you get in the shower and uh, I go. You're ready and, to uh, go. Yeah, dude, ready to roll. So about halfway down, dude texts me and he's like, hey, there's a problem. And my heart stops because, you know, dude, I haven't I haven't had a fix in like three, four days. It's getting rough. And uh, fucking I, 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 I'm like, what? What? And he's like, I got it. Don't worry. But, dude, I got it from drops the whole bundle in a puddle. And I was like, OK, well, what is that? And he's like, well, you'll have to see. So I drive down there and I meet him at the I don't want cops knowing where people convene because like, those people got problems they don't need cops in their lives but i went to a place where yeah. you could do a transaction like that and uh fucking he shows me this stuff dude it's not even it's not even powder it's not a crystal it's this gray gel and it's got like flecks of leaves in it this dude had his dealer had dropped it his supplier dropped it in a storm drain so this was literally like puddle water that was mostly meth and I got a good discount on it. So I bought a shitload of it. And I took that home, dude. And I fucking did up every single bit of it. And I parachuted it. I wrapped it up in toilet paper and dropped it. Like, it, I'm getting emotional just thinking about what a junkie piece of shit I was, dude. It was rough. Wow. So, so the rough part was just the fact that it was like, it got dropped in a puddle and like you, you did it anyways, basically. Oh, well, yeah. If you saw this shit, I think you would get it. Imagine putting into your body gray sludge with flecks of stuff that may- maybe it's leaves maybe it's something off <laughs> the bottom of a dude's shoe maybe it's human shit you don't know and you're taking it and you're scraping it up and you got fuck it's evaporating where's it gonna go where's it gonna go and you're putting it on the little square toilet paper that you had to go steal from the freddy's up the street because you ain't got no money and like you eat it and like that's what you need to feel better like it's just it's indicative of the whole meth thing dude meth's horrifying like meth is one thing like meth scared me so much I- you know, I am legitimately the most qualified case for an ADHD script in the world, and I won't ever, ever go get an Adderall script and shit because because of meth. Just because Adderall is, it's like linked to meth or something. It's basically the same thing. Adderall is, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm very oversimplifying it, but Adderall is basically like microdose meth. Isn't that crazy that they that they literally give out Adderall meth to like? Adderall or whatever, similar well, I mean, to like kids and stuff. Some people can handle it. And like, I, you know, if I'd have grown up in a healthy environment, well, it was provided to me in like titrated doses and shit. And I wasn't buying it from the dealer man and chopping it up and snorting it. Like it might've helped me, but you know, I've got that addict mentality and I've got problems that I chose to fix with drugs when I was younger. And that's the price I pay um, for the people who can get value from it. It's very useful. Like, I, I personally know some, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No problem. It's technically, it's technically speed, right? Isn't that what Adderall is? And so speed, yes, speed is meth, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy how it has that, like, that counter effect on people who are ADHD, right? So for normal people who take it, they'll get, like, really energized. But 
for somebody who has ADHD, though, it'll actually kind of like mellow them out, right? Yep. It can mellow you out. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jordan. No, you're right. My brother has ADHD. I probably do too. But I would think you would have worse ADHD than your brother, Jordan. <laughs> I know. My brother's like a quiet guy. But it's He's not a about, mellow dude. He's a very mellow dude, but it's not about that. It's about being able to focus, right? And so he, I, I honest I honestly have a hard time focusing too. It's I mean, I think we all do to a certain extent, but yeah. What I was gonna say is that like he had Adderall prescribed to him to keep him focused, and <clears throat> maybe that's not even mellowing out. Maybe the, being focused is actually being more energetic. I don't know, but he had it for that reason, and then he gave me a pill years ago, mm. and I tried one, and I was like, "I love you, I love you, I love you." I love you. <laughs> like, and I was, I was like hugging everyone. And I was like, why do I feel this way? And he's like, Oh, remember that Adderall pill I gave you? I was like, yeah. So my point is that like, this is when he was young. I was young, like really young. And like, I just wanted to experience it. And yeah, it, it is a hundred times, you know, it, it really like energized the crap out of me. And for him, it called him down. <laughs> And so I was like, okay, I'm good. No more. That's that's weird to hear this, Jordan. Because I, I, from what I remember of you, you were you were like the wild one, and your brother was like more mellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, he didn't give me it. I actually took it out of his bag. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I can rem I can still remember like how I felt versus like how he was. He was just like laid back, and I was like, Aah! like running a million miles an hour. So <laughs> I probably, I probably shouldn't have taken it from him. Anyway, no problem. So, did he know you took it from? Did he ever find out you took it from him? Or I don't think so. He was, pro <laughs> he was probably, he was probably short one, and was like, where, where did this one go? But no, yeah, I remember that. Um, as kids, I was like. I want to take one of these. My brother takes one of these. Yeah. So basically, if you if you want to get like a if you want to get like a a meth high, like you could just go get prescribed Adderall. Like just go and say you have ADHD or something, and they'll prescribe it to you, and it'll be like not like I'm you know bad to give people ideas, but I mean, yeah, and it might even it might even help you, but be cautious because it's definitely there's always a trade off, and like it'll it'll for the wrong personality or the person doing the wrong bit of things, like meth more than in my personal experience more than psychedelics more than opioids and anything can take you to some really weird places and kind of alter your fundamental your personality in fundamental ways like this whole process of like you said i guess it's been like three years has very much been rebuilding my personality back dude like i was i came out of that a fundamentally different person and in many ways a very shitty one and uh it's taken a minute so what what, what would you say the main thing that meth does the way you feel like what would you say it just gives you like a shit ton of energy just bouncing around and stuff i mean that's what you get at first and like people get addicted for a reason you don't go crazy immediately it makes you feel good it makes you feel superhuman you know i can hold a conversation with you and then go bang out a report and then i'm gonna clean my house and then i'm gonna go to my kids thing and then man the tire's kind of low i'm gonna deal with that real quick but on the way let's go put some gas in the tank and like that's how it starts but then you know dude by the end of it and this is kind of another horror story like i said i'm staying up four days in a row was my record playing 
friggin' World of Warcraft classic with a bunch of other tweakers that would stay up all for days at a stretch playing WoW. And like we had pet rats. And uh, I would imagine them running over my legs and be like, hey, honey, the rat, get the rat in the cage. And she'd be like, you dipshit, they're already in the cage. Like, I don't know how this lady's still around because of shit like that. But yeah, like it, it fucks with you. That and the sleep deprivation and everything else. Like, and you know, it melted my teeth and all that shit, dude. Like, it's it's scary. Yeah. But I mean, I, I just back to the back to the being prescribed Adderall thing. Like, instead of people like trying to go out and like score meth or whatever, could you honestly just go to like a psychiatrist and be like, hey, can you, you know, I, I need I need some uh, Adderall, ADHD or whatever? I mean, you know, you probably could. I I, I did that when I was younger, but I, I have ADHD, but I still ha- I felt like I had to doctor shop. So I, I, I still kind of played the game. Um, with me, they started me on something called Concerto, which is more of an antidepressant, and it really didn't work for me. And then they put me on Vivance, and then I had a goal of getting on Adderall. So I was like, you know, after a couple months, I was like, I'm not really feeling Vivance the same way. Could I get on Adderall, please? And like, that's how it happened. Um, that said, it, it, you know, I don't, I guess I don't need to go into the whole in-depth story. It helped me up until the point that like I was abusing it and mixing it with oxys and stuff. And then at that point, it's like game over, man. Like I barely remember 15 years of my life because of that shit. So does it like does it almost work as an antidepressant? Because you said you started off with an antidepressant, like kind of worked your way up. And no, the concerta is like an antidepressant that speeds you up. The 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 like the the pills are more like it's a quick way to feel okay, even if shit's stressful. It's a maladaptive thing, and like it works so well for people with that mindset. So you know, and I, I totally like. I don't mean to make it sound like it's good. And anybody listening, I hope that's not the the lesson I'm giving. Get a, go watch the video and look at my teeth and tell me you want to do drugs. Like, it's like. But at first, it does make you feel good. But it's straight up a deal with the devil. What what video? Oh, just if you put this video online. Sorry, you can. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, like I I have a hard time focusing. Like I. I don't have like too bad of like ADHD, like where as far as I'm just like fucking jumping around, but like focusing is hard for me. And if I, like you, like you just said, if I get into like a stressful situation at work or whatever, and like there's too much stuff going on, like I, I just can't fucking focus. Right. And it's like, I could see how somebody would be like, well, that's the answer. But so you mentioned, uh, you mentioned, well, what do you feel about microdosing? I've heard of people doing like microdosing nowadays. Like it's kind of like a, I've heard like, even like, even like, um, computer programmer type guys in like Silicon Valley will do that shit. Like, do you think microdosing can be a good thing if you have it like under control? Yeah, dude. I don't want to keep you up late if you got to work, but I got a lot. Like I have microdosed. I just, I've got kids in my house and I don't feel comfortable keeping things that are illegal if the cops show up. But like I have microdosed in the past when the kids were staying with relatives and shit for long stretches and uh, it works. Um, I would like Tripping on mushrooms enabled me to kick out some depression shit and gave me the bravery to go to therapy. And microdosing was very much like in that time I was, I felt pretty superhuman. Um, it gave me some problems. Like I wasn't going to take any shit and I would snap back real quick, but it was just cause I felt so fucking confident and good. So yeah, absolutely. Well, what were you, what were you microdosing? What are you referring to? Psilocybin mushrooms. I would just take like a teensy tiny little bit of a mushroom, not enough to trip, just enough to get your mood up. Because microdosing tends to refer to like acid, right? Like psychedelic type stuff. Like yeah, that's mushrooms, exactly. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. And then as you mentioned earlier, like your, um, and then we'll wrap it up. But um, the the whole hole in the heart 
every everyone has like a hole in their heart and they you know yeah, some man. people fill it with like religion or drugs or whatever like in, in terms of like a philosophical sense why why do you think that is and um and do you feel like everyone has something missing or like do you have a perspective on that oh dude yeah i could i could go on thanks for the chance to answer that like i would say that it's a combination of I, everybody's in agreement across political lines and beliefs on all the social shit that that things suck for everybody right now. Like, you know, people that were doing real well five years ago that you wouldn't expect to be extreme might be ready to go through a trash can through a window somewhere or do worse. Like it's getting wild out there. So and that's been since COVID and maybe a little bit before. I think that people are getting more shit's getting more trash, more pressure The the vice grip is growing and people are, you know, Although they're more willing to talk about their problems now, they're also more willing to engage in maladaptive patterns. And it's making everybody crazy. And I think just like you said, I think, you know, I know there are people who are very close to me who have dipped into hardcore conspiracy theories that make them totally unpleasant to be around. Um, other people I know have gotten dumped into MLM schemes. Like everybody's got some shit, dude. You're absolutely right. And I think it's just the world sucks. And Maybe if you don't go through 20 years of drug abuse like me and you're just in your 20s and experiencing all these horrors, you don't have the tools to deal with that shit, like straight up. And even if you're older, you still don't. So you think it's more of like a com uh, current thing than it is? Because um, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think your answer is totally correct, but do you feel like it's a more current thing or do you feel like it's kind of like an ongoing thing that like people just always are unhappy to a certain extent without having something so i grew up in like redneck ass tiny my graduating class was less than 100 people in indiana and i can say without a doubt in the 90s and like i can say without a doubt like i've seen people it's gone from people with mental illness being like demonized and like your crazy uncle is whatever and like things like borderline didn't exist you're just a crazy bitch and so on and it's evolved like people are encouraged to talk about it they often like to frame it in terms of trauma like x did y to me and it caused me to do z but like people are encouraged to do that. Um, I think people were living shitty lives in the 90s. I know all kinds of people that were going through things that you couldn't even imagine back then. Um, and that no way I'm talking about, but like the the maybe people weren't as encouraged to speak up. And if there's one good thing that is coming out of the world right now, it's people at least whenever they're victimized, they they feel maybe more encouraged to speak up than they would have been back then. So you think it's it's more of just like a vocal thing than people are talking about the mental illness more than they did in the past which in a way you would think would actually be like a good thing right oh yeah i think i think it is and i think in, in, to a point it's like a necessary outcome of that vice tightening like what else are people going to do that like, you got to talk about it yeah for sure and so do you give any um advice to people who are in that situation um oh uh, yeah thanks for the chance to answer like uh, it People tend to worry about bitching about their shit too much and putting it on others. And I think at this point, everybody's got it shitty and everybody understands. And even if you just want to, if you, if your shit's Facebook and you want to go on and go, my fucking washing machine doesn't work and I'm washing my shit in the bathtub. And because of that, I'm very angry. It helps. And you're not really burdening other people just to put it out there. And you might find some help if you do that. Like you got to walk a line, but don't feel like just putting your shit out there is going to hurt you. That's actually kind of a focus in my book. So it all comes full circle. Yeah, for sure. I totally um, agree. Your coloring book, you mean, right? Or Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you had another book too. Um, 
Yeah, I totally agree, man. I mean, to a certain extent, it's like, it's kind of like sad advice, but good advice too. It's like to a certain extent, at some point, you just kind of have to accept that it sucks for a lot of people. It's like, it's not just you. And instead of complaining about your shit, just kind of like, a, um, it's kind of like a sad answer. <laughs> just like, accept, <laughs> accept that you're in like a shitty situation currently and, you know. Hopefully shit's going to get better. I also feel like shit has. That's for a whole other podcast, but I feel like shit is getting. Like, as you just said, that shit's getting worse. And I I agree with you. I feel like it's kind of also getting better. I want to say like right now, currently because of the COVID and the um, inflation, like in our current situation, I think it kind of sucks, but I think that it's, trending upward overall i would hope but um yeah so lastly unfortunately i have to wrap things up sure but and maybe we can have another one where we talk about like music and more of the weed stuff but um i usually ask everyone like what what are some of your well we didn't even go over the music so if you want to go over some of the bands you like but then also podcasts movies tv shows and then plug like whatever you want to plug in terms of your podcast or your coloring book awesome thank you very much uh i'll yeah. keep the plug short it's just cursedcoloringbook.com if you want to check it out like if you really feel like you want to support it if you do the pre-order i'll ship it to you anywhere in the u.s for 21 bucks but don't feel like you have to it will be cheaper in like a month so there's that um i will keep it contained to i said skinnamarink um i feel like there's a movie made by a guy called Craig Zaylor called, I always get the name wrong, but it's still one of my favorite movies. I believe it's called Brawl and Cell Block 99. It's got Vince Vaughn in it. And it sells this like Tarantino oh, yeah. style story. Like that Wild dude's kind movie. of like, well, one thing, like I'm a dad and I, I just, I'm a total chump from movies where like a dude's fucking protecting his family and just beating the shit out of guys. Like the total death wish thing. Like, but like, and, and Zaylor's kind of controversial for some of that shit, but like, I feel like that's a really interesting, weird story told in a neat way. And if you're into like, again, hyperbolic, violent action, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. Wise, I'm going into my YouTube history right now. Yeah, it was a it was a wild um, movie that kind of came from nowhere. I remember I randomly saw it. Yeah. I just like happened to check it out. And I was like, man, this is a wild movie. Yeah, man. It's it's some of it. It's got some questionable content with regards. I won't go too deep into it. I don't want to politicize your stuff. There are certain political views expressed in it that I strongly disagree with, but I feel like the movie overall has merit. Um, music. What are the, I, I, I'm, you don't have to go into it, but what are the political? I'm just curious about that. It does certain things where like it kind of paints a picture of certain races being bad without saying it. Like there's a part oh, where like Vince Vaughn rolls up on these like I guess you would say quote unquote cholo dudes in a car. And it doesn't say anything, but it cuts to these dudes with their loud music. And then it cuts to Vince Vaughn kind of scowling at them. And then it cuts back to him and they kind of look back. And it's all just very like, it's a nod. It's a wink and a nod, it feels like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think even though I agree, I totally agree with you on that aspect. But I think it, I think it probably is kind of hard in movies to like be perfect in terms of that type oh, yeah. of thing. But I think if you're trying to like portray a scene a certain way and you know what I mean? It, it could come off that way. I I, I see what you're saying, That's though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Zayla did another movie where I thought it was kind of funny where he 
had Mel Gibson on screen and having his character being berated for doing some racist stuff. So it's clear that Zayler's got, you know, he's not trying to be like that. It was just something I thought of to say, basically. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. What, um, what, what other movie is that? Uh, the movie is called. I, I, I'm bad at movie titles. Blame the drugs. It's uh, dragged across concrete. I believe it's called. Oh wow, I, I haven't heard of that one. So I, I didn't even realize this director was like, you know, making more movies. Uh, that was the only one I saw. I think. Have you seen? I'm gonna mangle the name of this one. That vampire western, and it's got Don Johnson in it. Where these fucking cannibal vampires out in the desert. It's real popular. It was. Is it older or is it newer? It was somewhat older. I think it was made in like the 2010s. Let me see. I'll just look it up real quick. Sounds interesting. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, but uh, but Bone Tomahawk. No, I, I haven't seen it. I, I I don't. I've heard of it, but he did he make that one too? Yeah. Now that that one is one Jordan you might not like because it's definitely it tells a story, but it goes with the gore big time. But you know, I like it. It's like um. The guy's name is Zayler. Patrick yeah, Zayler. Yeah, Zayler. Okay, okay. Hey, if it, it looks like it's Yellowstone meets Gore, so that could be. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, Jordan's Alley? Semi Alley. There was one like when you said the Don Johnson thing. There was one with Don Johnson with the dude from Dexter. With Dexter, did you ever see that one? I'm forgetting the name. Mm-mm, I don't think I, I want to say it was Don Johnson and Dexter. Um, I'm gonna have to look that one up. Right on. Michael C. Hall. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah. But anyway, so what are what are some other movies, music? Um, I'm probably podcasts. getting music. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, man. I'm my ADHD is popping. No problem, man. You're you're cold, cold in July. That it wasn't great. It just when you mentioned Don Johnson, I thought of that one. It's always fun to see him pop up in a movie. I like that dude. Like I grew up watching Miami Vice, so yeah. Yeah. And I was in the Dexter, so I like I think I checked it out was a probably was of those two. Yeah. So um yeah, yeah, yeah. What are what are some other ones? Um I'm movie-wise, I'm drawing a little bit of a blank besides the ones we kind of talked about. Uh music-wise, uh, I've been on a big kick. Me and the kids have been listening to fucking besides Bloodhound Gang, which is probably a cancelable thing to listen to in this day and age. Um a lot of fucking are they you think yeah if you listen to like beer coaster there are a couple songs on there that kind of make one go like you know whatever but we we still like some of the funny songs um and then we also like a lot of this dude called dan deacon okay i know dan deacon yeah yeah man crystal cat we've been listening to a bunch of that yeah have you heard of the podcast yeah but still by any chance no but what's it about it's my favorite podcast they happen to have dan deacon on and he told some some wild stories of, of basically touring when he had no money. Like he was like touring around, like basically kind of like, kind of like homeless touring almost like in oh, the early days. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I'll listen to that. Yeah. So I'm into him along with like animal collective and all those types, like in, you know, vampire, a far, a wide, a cast a wide net vampire weekend. Um, Animal Collective, all that type of stuff, and you're in, basically indie rock, modern indie rock, you know. Although there haven't been, I wanted to go over with you, but unfortunately we don't have too much time. But um, there hasn't been a whole lot of new music. So if there's anything new, any new indie rock that you're into, let me know. Yeah, man, uh, Jonathan Bree is a dude you might have seen him just do like YouTube auto play bringing him up because he's getting bigger now. But uh, 
I'm really into pretty much everything that dude's made. He's doing a lot of like neat, unique stuff with like, it mixes elements of indie with like, I, I'm going to sound like a douchebag when I say that I promise I'm not one of these people, but like he grew up listening to French pop. So it's got like this French pop sound with like these strings that he uses. And like, he sings these songs that they sound super poppy, but they're all about like horrible people doing nasty shit to each other. Like, I love it. And he's got him. Is it, is it, is it French pop or French pop? Like French pop. Sorry, my teeth. Fucking uh, like French, like France from France. Oh, okay. I feel like I've heard of Jonathan. Is it B-R-I-E? B-R-E-E. Okay, maybe not. I was for some reason I recognize the Burnettes. Sorry. The Burnettes. I don't I don't think so. Love Roman. Um, what about Foxygen? Have never heard of them. I will check this out. For 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 whatever reason, when you said Jonathan Bree, I thought of, I thought of Jonathan Rado, who's in Foxygen. They're they're like you like them. I think they're, I think they also got canceled or 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 one of them did. <laughs> but <laughs> what about what about um, what about um, I'm going off going off on a tangent here. But um, the guy who the guy who showed up to the to the January six um, the January six thing. Oh, I got. I got I, oh. Um, I got uh, a bail too, Jordan, but, um, not mouse. The dude who hangs out with mouse though. Uh, uh, with, with yeah, exactly. Are you into I, him? Yeah, Ariel pink. I, I dig like three of his songs. I like not enough violence. Um, oh my God. And I like, uh, lipstick. Those are probably the two that I really jive with most. And then I love a lot of John mouse's stuff. Yeah. All right. Unfortunately we have to wrap it up. Um, like I, like I told you before, I, started a job and I work earlier than I was working. So it's hitting me, but um, I'd love to have you back on. We can talk about music, whatever you want, anything else you want to, any of your other stuff, if you wanted to plug or your podcast isn't even going right now. Right. So yeah, it's inactive. Okay. But All right. It was yeah, good. Definitely. It was good having you on and let me know if you want to come back on Evan. Yes. Thank you for having me, Jordan and Micah. This was a lot of fun. Bye guys.